This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 11th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. The populist governments of Brazil, Argentina, and Venezuela have all been stung by the reality of a world following a commodities boom. Ian Vasquez, the director of the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity, comments on the big recent changes in Latin America. Well, winds of change are, are definitely blowing in, in Latin America, and I think that people are finally being able to express through the political system how unhappy they are with populist politics in Brazil, in Argentina, and in Venezuela, some of which has been a surprise. Brazil has been considered for many years sort of the moderate country. It's not the totally full-fledged populist country, but it was not too long ago, only a few years ago, that people were praising it as being the country that has finally arrived, that has ha- that had high growth rates, that was mixing some orthodox microeconomic policies with uh, enlightened social policy of a lot of social spending uh, to benefit uh, the poor, et cetera, under this uh, left of center government. I think that the, the, there was a lot of irrational exuberance about Brazil then, and now it, it's turning out to be the case. It just it just so happens that uh, the past several years now have seen uh, very low growth. This year is going to have negative three percent growth in Brazil. Basically, with the end of the commodity boom that was able to sustain bad policies for a long time, all the populist countries are coming under severe strain. Whereas the countries that are more economically free, the relatively free countries like Chile, like Peru, like Panama, are going to sail through this and they're going to weather uh, weather this storm with positive growth rates and so on. And the region is seeing uh, the difference. In Brazil, in Brazil, also what we've seen is the uncovering of a massive scandal uh, that involves the state oil company uh, Petrobras, which used to be considered the most modern state, one of the most modern state uh, oil companies around, and they discovered a new deposit of oil, and that was viewed as uh, a good thing for Brazil. As it turns out, uh, this company has been the source of massive uh, corruption and worth billions of dollars that went to benefit uh, certain businessmen, but uh, leading figures in the governing uh, party. And it was occurring just as President Dilma was the head of that uh, uh, public company. She's now the president, and this has not benefited her at all. Her popularity ratings, because of the performance of the economy, because of her links uh, to the corrupt party and to the oil company, has fallen to 9%. This has resulted in her... uh, in discussions in the in the Congress of actual impeachment, and that's what's going on right now uh, in Brazil. Now, in uh, Argentina, Cristina Kirchner is ending her term as uh, president there. So, what are what are we to take from that? The recent elections brought in Mauricio Macri, a, a center right candidate, uh, who actually became president today in Argentina, and uh, this is. This is good news. It's just yet another case of uh, voters rejecting the the years and years of populist politics that uh, also coincide with the drop in commodity prices 
And we've seen this movie before so many times in Latin America where high commodity prices lead uh, populist uh, governments to spend um, irresponsibly, get the country in trouble, and the money runs out, which is the exact situation that uh, Argentina is in today. So uh, the new president will have to introduce certain reforms, but there's a limit on what he can and will do, partially because he's not a full... He's certainly not a, a, a full-fledged free marketeer, uh, but also because the Peronist system that has been in power for so many years now is still very much entrenched uh, in the government, and uh, he doesn't have control of the Congress either. So there are some things that he can do, like lift capital controls, which can go a long way to fixing uh, the problems there. But by no means is, is uh, Argentina well on its way to, to recovery. Uh, he will also make the place a more civilized country by ending uh, repression of, of the media and censorship and uh, persecution of journalists, which has happened there under the Kirchner rule. And I, th I expect that the rule of law will improve under his uh, leadership. In Venezuela, the uh, Maduro government, the Chavista government, uh, lost badly at the polls, which makes the parliament now at least uh, provide some some balance against uh, President Maduro uh, there. But uh, there again, they've suffered a, a huge drop in commodity prices, and that has uh, commodities or oil specifically provided such a huge amount of revenue for uh, Venezuela. Will the parliament there be able to really make su substantial changes without too much interference from uh, the president? Venezuela was the biggest surprise. Uh, people there have been very dissatisfied with the government for a long time, even during past elections. But the government there had always fixed the elections. There was always plenty of fraud uh, and dirty tricks uh, and a lack of um, checks and balances uh, built into what turned out to be a very authoritarian system. So the elections that occurred this past weekend uh, turned into one in which there was so much dissatisfaction that they couldn't really uh, engineer the kind of fraud that they needed to in order to cover that up, uh, cover the results up, and uh, do so credibly without massive uh, repression. This was the, the biggest uh, surprise. Now the opposition has a supermajority uh, in the Congress, and it's it's really hard to describe the extent of the the social, economic, and political crisis that this uh, Chavista government in, in 17 years has managed to inflict on Venezuela. They've received over a trillion dollars worth of, of oil income, and nobody knows what ha has happened with that. Uh, the poverty rate has gone up. It's a totally dysfunctional country. It's uh, one of the most violent places uh, on earth. Uh, the economy is expected to contract by 10% this year. It had negative growth rate last year. Uh, it, there are shortages of virtually everything because, precisely because of populist policies like price controls and, and uh, capital controls and, and the like. This, of course, is very predictable. But as prices of oil have come down, so the money has uh, s stopped trickling in uh, 
and this has created an even greater economic crisis. It turns out that this is a crisis that affects everybody, including Chavistas, and they were the ones uh, in many areas of the country that voted against the uh, the regime. So they've lost uh, they've lost uh, legitimacy in in the country, and even within their own ranks, uh, there's great dissension, and that's probably the best. Uh, story to come out of here. All of Venezuela and all of Latin America can see that even the, the, the Chavista regime is, is divided and it's unclear how they're going to handle this. What we can be pretty sure of is that whatever the, the new Congress will try to do to fix the situation, it will try to release the political prisoners, it will try to uh, uh, introduce some economic reforms. Uh, the, the government is likely to try to block and probably will be successful doing so, among other reasons, because it controls the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is not at all independent, so if there's any question about the legality of some of its moves, it can count on the Supreme Court to back it up. There are tough times ahead in Venezuela, but at least everybody knows that this is an illegitimate regime. Ian Vasquez directs the Cato Institute Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. Read more of his work at Cato.org.